0: Monsters are real. Monsters are liars. Mental, metaphysical, fear-mongerers, crippling creatures of atomic space. Essentially, monsters are everywhere, actively on the lookout for spaces to occupy and incite destruction. Season 6 of the Can I Get a Redo podcast will explore various types of monsters and how to combat them in an attempt to overcome and keep thriving amongst the monsters that dwell alongside us. We are in control, even though it doesn't seem like it. We hold power over monsters. We have to rise up from paralytical states of thinking and push back. Easier said than done. Join me as we make our best attempt to overcome, redo, retry, rethink, reframe. Let's do it. I love you. I love you. We love you. I love you. Doesn't that sound nice, podcast fam? Nice words, sound nice, feel nice, spread nice, nice words. I don't always speak nice words. That's why today we're going to talk about mouth monsters. Welcome back to the Can I Get a Redo podcast. I have come up with today's episode Primarily with my own mouth monster issues in mind. And I want today's episode, this discussion, to truly help someone else that struggles with words and using them appropriately. Because Words matter, words give life to the internal. Words develop within us and we express them. And we are supposed to be in control of our words. We're the ones that choose them. But have you ever noticed that when you're talking, sometimes things are just flowing and you feel like you don't have control, like you catch yourself like, oh my gosh, why did I even say that? Or where did that idea come from? And I know I'm left scratching my head thinking, if I'm supposed to be in control of my mouth, like, how? How do we do that? How do we tame the tongue? How can I not sound like a fool? How can I use my words wisely if a lot of times I feel that my speech just comes without any forethought? Well, This is a problem, and we cannot have mouth monsters in our life mucking up what we say. What we say to others and to ourselves, it matters. It's what we think of ourselves, and our words shape what other people think about us. Most people don't stop and think long and hard about the power of words. Words have power. So we all have our own power role with our mouths. And the goal of today's message is to take back our mouth-power-from-mouth monsters. Have I said enough that has caused you to think I'm crazy? Don't answer that. All right. We, as a Can I Get a Redo podcast fam, are in this fight, this daily fight, to be the best versions of ourselves which means we want to keep our words clean to avoid reaping filth to protect our hearts from our ourselves, from our own tongues. Have you given thought recently to why years ago it was a thing for parents to tell their children that they're going to have their mouth washed out with soap? i mean i've I've had that as a child. I've had that experience, but why? Let's try to pull some meaning out of this demented way of teaching children a lesson. I mean demented may be too harsh of a word, but it uh, I don't know if I agree with washing someone's mouth out with soap i. Would never do that um, to my child, but I respect your right to parent as you see fit. But I don't know of anyone still washing children's mouths out with soap these days. But nonetheless, I brought this up because I want to pull something meaning, meaningful from washing your mouth out with soap. Why would this phrase? exist for so long? Why would this be something that people literally have done to children? I think it represents the need for taming the mouth, thinking before we speak, and how we have a responsibility with our words to ourselves and to others. And just because we have the power to speak doesn't mean that we should use it any old way. I'd love to know your thoughts on washing mouths out with soap and what kind of symbolism or greater metaphor you feel comes from the act of washing someone's mouth out with soap, email me at redo 22 at com. I've already said, I'm going to say it again, my mouth is hard for me to tame. I love words. I enjoy words. I enjoy communication, whether it's verbal, it's written. I feel like I do a better job with written communication. But I struggle with negative messaging to others and to myself. No one has a perfectly clean mouth. But for some of us, our words have gone completely off course. And that's a huge red flag that you could be dealing with a mouth monster. Let's dig into signs and symptoms that you're struggling with a mouth monster. Are you talking more negatively than ever before? Do your words surround death? Are your words full of hate and bitterness? Are your words laced with excessive profanity? Are you cussing for the first time ever? Are you oversharing? Are your words self-focused? Are your words bringing others to tears? Are your words bringing you to tears? Are your words exposing hidden shame? Do your words lift up or tear down? Do your words create smiles? Are your words spoken with a smile? Are your words overly self-deprecating? Do your words stink up every room you're in? Are your words getting you in trouble at work? Do your words sound like a weapon? If any, some, or all of those signs and symptoms resonate for you, here's some things that we emphasis on we can try to do, to rid ourselves of a mouth monster. Perhaps we could work on responding and not reacting with our speech. Perhaps we could lessen our impulsiveness, Perhaps we should force some degree of positivity from our mouths, and if you are a negative-minded person, and, and that doesn't mean you're a bad person, it is helpful to force some degree of positivity, and it will feel so unnatural, but it will cause you eventually to feel so much happier with yourself when you force some positivity. I do not believe in toxic positivity. I'm not saying be inauthentic. Be genuine with what you say. Even if it's a small hint of positivity, try it. Start to normalize positive speech coming from your lips, especially if that is not your norm. Realize who you're talking to. Sometimes we just fly off the handle with our mouths and we don't even think about who's on the receiving end. And sometimes it's you on the receiving end. Maybe we could talk less and listen more. I have this thought of when struggling with a mouth monster, that we stop and we put our our hands, physically have a hand-to-heart moment. It causes us to pause and to connect with ourselves. Maybe we could chew on what we want to say for a while. Write it down and then read it to ourselves and see how it sounds. We have to start redirecting mid-sentence. If things are coming out that we don't like, we don't have to keep speaking that way. We could ask for accountability. From trusted individuals. Not because as adults we need parenting, but we need accountability partners at various times for various reasons. And if you have someone that you feel would not be judgmental and condemning and could keep your mouth accountable in a kind way. Maybe that's a solution. Perhaps we need to fix what hurts within. We need to make peace on the inside. Forgive, let go, do some healing work, whatever it is. A mouth monster could be pointing to the fact that there is something neglected on the inside that needs repairing. Assign yourself goals for your speech. You have power with your words. How do you want to use them? Spend more time around well-spoken people. More is caught than taught, right? So all the more reason for us to surround ourselves with people that speak well that speak more life than death. Listen to good things. There's this cyclical process that happens. We consume and take it in and then we regurgitate. And it's important who we surround ourselves with and what we're listening to. I want to leave you with a short little poem that is connected to our conversation today. Take the knife from thy mouth. Replace it with verbal seasoning that wipes the slate clean. No more talk of what went wrong. Speak truth and love. Shout with a purified mouth. Do well, be well. Speak well, think well, and bye for now.